Hello, my name is Anna, and if you're into scary stories and creepy real-life happenings, then I think you will love my podcast. Let me tell you a scary story. Join me every week as I read to you stories of the paranormal that actually happen to ordinary people. These are things that can't be explained and don't always make much sense, and they are sure to intrigue and to give you the shivers. So join me on your favourite podcast listening platform and let me tell you a scary story. Want to hear some inside scoop? If your kids are as ready to go back to school as mine are, you gotta check out Kohl's. I got my daughters the cutest sew tops for under 18 bucks, Jansport backpacks for 25% off, and 30% off Levi's jeans for me. I even saved an extra 15% and picked up Kohl's cash. So, yeah, not sure who's more excited right now, me or the girls. Select styles. 15% off friends August 15th. Levi's coupons do not apply. Some exclusions apply. See store Kohl's account for details. State of Fear, where terror is homegrown. Join us as we take a drive down dusty back roads and discover the obscure and dark history of this country, human and otherwise, that lurk in your backyard. Welcome to episode 41 of State of Fear Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Davila. Joining me as always is my good friend, James Bishop. What's up, James? What's up, Chris? How you doing, brother? Doing good, man. Doing good. Uh, so far, so good with the new year. Fingers crossed. Yeah, we're still here. <laughs> still, still here. Still alive. Fully. Still, still looking over our shoulders. Of course, we're looking into the future right. here because by the time this airs, God knows what'll happen. Hopefully we'll still be around. <laughs> Hopefully we'll still be here. If not, if this is our last request, I want to tell my family I love you. Hopefully an asteroid doesn't hit and kill us all. That's uh, the, that's all we need to happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yeah, man. So today, I'm, I'm going to think positive though. 2021. Let's 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 hope for a good one this year. Let's 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 bring it back and let's. Let's, you know, get back to where we can do normal things, get back in the studio together and, you know, and, 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 and really go forward with this and have fun and get past all this. Yeah, hopefully we can do that soon, man. Hopefully it, it'll be great to be back in studio again and just doing it, you know, live and in, well, not live for the listeners, but live for us. Live for us. That's, That's right. right. I miss my dogs, too. Oh, my they miss you, nephew too, over man. there. I, I'm, I miss them. Of course. <laughs> By the time we're able to actually get back, you will have a new niece and nephew uh, when the baby's born in March. So who knows? We'll see what happens. Yes, I will. 
Yes, I will. So today we're going to be covering the great state of South Carolina, uh, and it is one of the few states I've actually been to. So I actually have some stories. Well, not some stories, but uh, we went Good, there last December. Good, because I'm getting sick of carrying um, your ass. Wait. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Roll with it, man. Yeah, so we went to the, we went to Charleston for about a week last December. It was actually amazing. Charleston's a fantastic city. Lots of great things to see. Lots of great food. Lots of great bourbon. Uh, lots of great history there, and um, it was it was great. I just I can't wait to go back. It's 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 a gorgeous gorgeous city, and and it was just had so much to do. We couldn't do it all, unfortunately, but we did as much as we could. I do. I remember seeing the uh, the posts you made on that, and the pictures you took, the dinners you had, and stuff. What a great time y'all had. I'm very happy for you that y'all got to go do that. It it was really neat. Yeah, have you been to uh, SC? I've been through it. Uh, been through it. Didn't hang. I haven't hung out there much. Uh, we went to, uh, you know, Billy boy, yeah. uh, on our, one of our, uh, historical runs down the coast and stuff like that. We actually went to a small town where his father, you know, we found his father's old house and old high school and everything. The high school was shut down and overgrown with weeds and stuff. But it, what was neat about it, it gave Bill a real chance to connect with his dad on a level he ain't connected with before. Cause his father on the phone, just lit up when he started talking about this little place. And I hate so much that I forgot the name of the town, but, you know, off the top of my head. But he called him and started telling him what he was looking at, and his dad was actually telling us where everything was just sitting there on the phone. And it was just a really cool moment for him, and I was happy they got to share that. It was very cool. Because his dad yeah, told him, awesome. he goes, I didn't even know you even cared about any of this, son. You know, so I thought it was really neat. Yeah, no, that's great. That sounds really cool, man. I mean, that, it's South Carolina is such, I mean, next time you go, you get a chance to go, actually stop in Charleston, grab some food. There, there's amazing food and music and just so much, especially in, in the, the old part of, uh, and I say old, but it's like, it's, it's like the original part of Charleston. It's, it's, there's so much to see there, so much to do. It's right on, right on the shore. Um, and it, oh, it's God, really cool. Yeah. Tons of history there too, man. It's just like, there's a, uh, there's a jail that's there that I did not get to go on a ghost tour, unfortunately, because we went in December. There weren't a lot of people there. It was a, the slower time for tourist season. And unfortunately, uh, to do the ghost tour of the jail, by the way, the jail is, is absolutely terrifying looking, but, uh, to do the ghost tour, you had to have a certain number of people. And I was really the only person at that time that wanted to go on the tour. So we couldn't do the ghost tour of the jail. Uh, but I would love to go down there and actually do an investigation in the jail because it looks amazing. Uh, but we did do Sweet. We did do a ghost walking tour of a couple of the cemeteries and graveyards. And that was a lot of fun uh, to do. So we, it was it was a good time. You got Mrs. I'm scared of my own shadow when it comes to horror and movies and creepy stuff to go with you. She, <laughs> you know, she was. Well, a she's trooper. actually become quite. Well, she's actually become quite a trooper with the horror movie thing when we were doing our horror movie nights and stuff like that. So, well, that's, that's awesome. because we were we were watching movies that would be crappy for what to suck, and so she was able to true. sit there and and laugh at how awfully bad they were. Uh, this is but true. it it was my birthday, so she was a trooper and went along. But you know, as I tell people cemeteries and graveyards are not scary there's no ghosts there so it was after a while she just was more intrigued by the history of it than even trying to be scared because it just wasn't scary but the the the, uh the tour guy was was a fantastic tour guide though excellent man excellent she's a keeper she's definitely a keeper she's keeper now because you got my baby she ain't going nowhere yep she's baby mama 
That's right. <laughs> That's awesome, right, man. man. I can't wait. Why don't we go ahead and get into some uh, facts of old SC, shall we? Let's do that. On Morgan Island's 2,000 acres of land roams a colony of more than 3,000 rhesus monkeys. Although the island is inaccessible to humans, you can take a boat near the colony and catch a glimpse of the monkeys from a distance. The island is so unique that it actually is the only place in the country where this species of monkey roams freely. You know, I, and you don't think of monkeys roaming freely in the United States at all, to be honest with you. No. I mean, I can't no. think of anywhere. Next time I go, I will have to take a boat and, and uh, go out and check and see if I can see the monkeys. Yes, sir. There's a visible dead lady under a downtown Columbia, South Carolina church. When the Washington Street United Methodist Church was expanded in 1928, it was built over the grave of one Sophia Catherine Nance. And according to a 2002 story in the state, Nance's casket features a glass porthole over the face. And if you go through a trap door hidden in a broom closet and crawl 20 yards on your stomach, you can open that window and gaze at Nance's remains. Oh my God. Who in the... I'm going. <laughs> yeah i'm, I'm going i want to go that's just like right i, up I get the a bit claustrophobic but uh yeah i still want to go yeah no kidding charleston boasts the first public college college of charleston founded in 1770 the museum the charleston museum established in 1773 and playhouse dock street theater it was built in 1736 and that is in all of the united states wow they got the first all three of those huh very cool yeah they did yeah somerville south carolina is known as the birthplace of sweet tea that wonderful southern concoction we love so well they even have a sweet tea trail that you can follow to see the origins for yourself fantastical now i prefer unsweet tea myself which is Kind of un-Texan-like, as a lot of people would say. <laughs> but uh, I just can't do the whole sweet tea thing. If it's just barely sweet, yeah, I can manage as long mm -hmm. as I got plenty of ice. But, man, I'll tell you what. Yeah, that really loaded down stuff? Mm-mm. No way. Not me. I do enjoy some unsweet tea. Uh, I do enjoy sweet tea sometimes. But, yeah, sometimes it gets a little too sweet. So what I end up doing, if it's that, I just kind of mix sweet and unsweet and kind of balance it out, you know? That's the way to do it, man. I've done I've done that before, so. All right, here. Let's oh, yeah. see what we got. In 1761, two tornadoes, one barreling down the Ashley River and the other down the Cooper River, converged over Charleston's harbor. So powerful was the combined twister, one witness wrote, that it plowed the Ashley River to the bottom and lay the channel bare. Wow. Four people were killed and five ships were sunk. They were lucky. Jeez, jeez. That's the super tornado right Four there. Four people. Yeah, that's that's super lucky right there. Tw yeah, exactly. Especially back in those days, there were no warning systems. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, you know, seventeen sixty one for crying out loud, man! Wow. On August thirty first, eighteen eighty six, the largest earthquake ever recorded in the southeast United States occurred near Charleston, a seven point eight magnitude quake which damaged buildings in states as far away as Ohio killed 60 people and caused more than $5 million in damages. 7.8? Yeah, felt as far away as Ohio. God, golly, man. Holy crap. That's that's enormous. Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a big quake. I mean, I don't even know what some of those... I thought like that, that one San Francisco quake that just like leveled the city. Wasn't that like a 7.5 or something I don't like remember, that? to be honest. That's crazy. Man, that's nuts. All right, let's, let's get into some famous South Carolinans. Hey! 
Yes. <laughs> the man himself, <laughs> nice the godfather of soul, Mr. James Brown. In his celebrity hot tub. I like James Brown. My uncle my uncle Larry, who has uh, departed, loved James Brown, and we could catch him singing along to his albums in his room. We always used to bust him singing. And he actually took, like, you know, those bed posts that you can take the little knobs off the top, and he got the little stick. He, Full-grown man with a microphone in there singing James Brown. It's absolutely hilarious. Well, uh, another <laughs> rocker from South Carolina is uh, Darius Rucker from Hootie and the Blowfish. Ah, I'm, I'm yes. not, yeah, he was Hootie of Hootie, Hootie and the Blowfish. Uh, <laughs> while I'm not a fan of Hootie and the Blowfish, I was able to tolerate his uh, solo country album that he had. Uh, it didn't, wasn't too bad. His, his version of Wagon Wheel was pretty good. Yeah, he's not bad at all. No. Now, somebody more down our alley, so to say, comedian and actor Bill Murray, better known to everybody as Dr. Pete Venkman of the Ghostbusters. This guy is a, is a monster talent. Everything this guy did, I loved. I mean, Groundhog Day was hilarious. I love Stripes, Groundhog Day, yeah. I mean, just, oh my God, it was hilarious. One of, uh, one of my favorite movies to watch every December is Scrooged. I love Scrooged. Oh God, yes, that's hilarious. I, I mean, I like what was uh, that uh, the stop the hammering and <laughs> yes. <laughs> Will you please yeah. stop the damn hammering? Yeah, he is awesome. Um, movie. But I'm gonna he, tell you um, what. What's good about that movie though? It has a great message. It does. Yeah, the ending's really good. Yeah, it is. Uh, apparently, yeah, he, uh, he's a uh, he's he's part owner of a of a local team down in Charleston. And, and as a matter of fact, he, uh, he's seen in Charleston from time to time. Cause he likes to, it's his home place. So he likes to go visit there quite a bit. So downtown yeah. Charleston is, is a, is Bill Murray uh, area. So, and, and sticking with the theme of, of us having similar uh, people, uh, another SNL alum, Chris Rock is from South Carolina. Chris Rock. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Chris Rock. That's a that's comedian. a lousy Chris Rock, but man, I'm gonna tell you what, that dude is off the charts funny. He's hilarious. Oh yeah, he's he's fantastic. I love Chris Rock. All right. Now, recently departed an awesome actor and all around good human being, Chadwick Bozeman, known for his iconic role, of course, as the Black Panther. You know, we lost him recently, but uh he was also born in South Carolina. Which I did not know. Yes. I honestly thought this gentleman was born abroad. Oh, because of the uh his accent from Black Panther, even though yeah, he's he did a good job. No, he um he'll be severely but missed. But then I saw him yeah, but then I saw him in uh, draft day and then he didn't have no accent. I was like, Hey, wait a minute. <laughs> so He's just just that good actor. actor though. Yeah. Wakanda forever, man. Wakanda. All right, last but not least, talk show host Stephen Colbert is also from South Carolina. All right, why don't we go ahead and get into your story for the day, buddy? Yes, sir. Let's do it. Good evening, all of you intellectuals, and welcome to another edition of Weird News. Unfortunately, this one goes way off the rails, but I couldn't pass it up, brother. <laughs> I, Story I is written why. by C.N. Elvin. 
Yeah. Uh, actually, it was dated on Christmas Day of 2020, so just recent. Title of the article is Bodybuilder Who Married Sex Doll Says She Quote-Unquote Broke Just Before Christmas. Oh, man, maybe Santa will bring him a patch kit. Oh, Lord. Who knows? A bodybuilder who married a sex doll has revealed she tragically broke just before Christmas. Wah, wah, wah. Oh, my God, and he's a, uh, a Russian. Yuri Tolochko <laughs> Tolochko from Kazakhstan is now waiting to see his see if his wife called Margot can be repaired in time for Christmas. Oh my gosh. Wow. He I, I guess he Ivan Drago, he broke her. That's right. He breaks which he breaks celeb- which is celebrated on January seventh in his country. So ah. we still got about a week before Christmas over there. Okay. She is broken. Now she is being repaired, he says. She is in another city. When she recovers, it will be a gift for both of us, he told the Daily Star. He did not explain how Margot had broken. It comes after Yuri married to his fiancée Margot in late November after a number of delays due to the coronavirus pandemic. Why? You're marrying a sex doll. You're not going to spread nothing. That's like, for crying out loud, then you just get a J-O-P. But, you know, I digress. Pictures posted to Instagram show the sex doll dressed in a white lace gown while Yuri wore a black tuxedo for the ceremony in Kazakhstan. He posted a video in which showed him putting a ring on Margot's finger and members of the wedding party dancing and celebrating the occasion. Yuri wrote as the caption, It's happened. To be continued. My Russian ain't that good, that's, but that's all right. Neither is this story. Well, hello there, little black kitties of the night. Come and join me, your host, Deadly Debbie, as we go through my creepy files and listen to real-life strange but true stories from people all over the world. Explore the weird and wonderful in my weekly podcast with Deadly Debbie's Creepy Files. (laughs) According to local media reports, the union is legitimate because the only requirements for a wedding to take place in Kazakhstan are that both consenting parties have to be male and female and over 18 years old. Really? The bodybuilder, who identifies as pansexual, describes himself as a blogger. What is, what is pansexual? He describes that, himself as, as a sex maniac? As a pansexual. I don't know. I guess he's got a te- thing for Teflon or something. I don't know. <laughs> no, anyway, that's pansexual. He described, <laughs> that's a good one. I, that's I a good know. one. But no, it, it, hey. it just means he's not limited in sexual choice with regard to either uh, sex or gender. So he just, he's. Okay. He, basically, so he, he, he's kind of like Lando. Lando is a pansexual. He, he has <laughs> robots, men, women, female. Lando doesn't care. As long as he finds them sexy, he's going to go for them. Yep. Okay, so he wants to lay the, pli- lay the pipe to a hefty bag. It's his business. All right, good enough. He described himself as a blogger and sex maniac on his Instagram as well. He told the Daily Star he can fall in love with a character, an image, a soul, just a person. Quoted, I like the process of sex itself. And gender, sexual orientation, are not particularly important here, he explained. 
Discussing his sex life with Margot, Yuri added, Our story turns me on much more than sex itself. <laughs> oh, gosh. The couple started dating at the beginning of 2019. <laughs> In other words, Margot was purchased at the beginning of 2019 after they reportedly met at a nightclub. <laughs> I guess they had a had a damn sex doll vendor walking. Yo, man, like the Rose Man at the club. This dude's selling selling rubber women, I guess. No, what happened was he, he, he didn't meet at a nightclub. He was on the way home from a nightclub. On the way home from a nightclub. And saw her as a mannequin in a store window. <laughs> oh, shoot. And then he ended up popping the question at the end of the year. <laughs> okay, now how do you know she said yes? You know, I mean, does this thing have like a pull string where you, you know. <laughs> Insert phrases. I don't know. I don't know. After a few years of being married, he'd probably have that voice box removed. I'm sick of it. Quit bitching at me. Pictures have been posted on their respective Instagram accounts showing dinner dates, bubble baths, and holidays together. Oh, they even have a pet dog. Is the pet dog a, a robot dog or a real dog? You know what? It'd be hilarious if it was like robotics. It'd be like in between. But that is the story, my brother. You know, I, I got to say, the, that... the story itself is not that bad because, you know, pansexual, do what you want. You know, let your freak flag fly. That's fine. No big deal. But the the damn pictures that accompany the story are absolutely <laughs> horrible. It is hilarious. And how how could you walk around public like that? But yeah, he looks like he's taking a few too many left hooks to the jaw. So yeah, you know, to each his own, I guess. Like they're all to each the, his own. The pictures supposed to look like sexual and romantic. And they just look like there's three pictures, and they just look sad, sad, and more sad. I am just sick of the bullshit. But you know what? Back talk. Yeah, right. Exactly. More power to him. He found <laughs> he found someone that makes him happy. So more power to him. I'm glad they got married. Congratulations, Yuri. Yeah. En- en- enjoy, my brother. <laughs> That's right, man. You you do you, brother. <laughs> All right, buddy. Let's get All into right, the man. main topic. Yeah, let's throw the ball back in your court for once, and hopefully we'll bring this back into, into a little bit of normalcy here. Go for it. I, I doubt it. Underneath the city of Columbia, South Carolina, are miles of tunnels that were constructed around the 1800s. Their true purpose has been lost to time, but whispers of use in the Underground Railroad, clandestine passages for state officials, cypress floors, and Confederate gold theories abound when researching them. Whatever their true purpose, from 1949 through the 1960s, they were home to a rather strange and scary individual that would become known as the Third Eye Man. Oh, man. And did you say Utes? 
I didn't say. Did I say Utes? <laughs> I didn't say. I didn't say the two Utes. <laughs> Go for it, man. This is sounding great right here. Go for it. So on November 12th, 1949, the man or the entity, I guess you can call him, which become known as the Third Eye Man, was first seen on the campus of the University of South Carolina. He was witnessed and reported to the school paper by an individual of the name of C. Nichols. C. Nichols and one other person were out and about on the night of November 12th when they saw what they described as a man dressed all in silver, opening a manhole cover and disappearing into the sewers. <laughs> so early version. I'm of liking David this Bowie. already. This is going to be funny. Oh, man. So six months later, uh, April 7th, 1950, the next person to see the man in silver was a university police officer who came across the remains of two mutilated chickens on the loading docks behind the Long Street Theater, thinking it was a fraternity prank, South Carolina. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I didn't even mean to break in like that. No. What would you say? I was going to say Colonel Sanders on the prowl, but then I thought, no, that's Kentucky. <laughs> yeah, that's Kentucky. Yeah. It's in the damn name. Kentucky <laughs> Fried Chicken, fool. That's right. Duh, right? <laughs> Thinking it was a, f- a fraternity prank gone bad, the officer called it in from his patrol car. When he returned to the loading dock, he came upon a rather terrifying sight. On the dock was the man in silver eating the chicken remains that were left there earlier. Oh shit! So maybe, maybe uh, it was maybe it was uh, uh, Colonel Sanders before he moved to Kentucky and was just trying out different recipes. <laughs> maybe so. In a in a damn early edition Mylar astronaut yeah. suit eating chickens. It was it was. <laughs> <laughs> when the officer shined his flashlight on the man's face, he saw something he would never forget. <laughs> Staring back at him was what <laughs> it wasn't Colonel Sanders, one no, of the big beard and glasses. I'm just <laughs> for off time I one of my five dollar Phillips. The hell off my dock. <laughs> I don't know. Just go ahead, man. I'm sorry. You, I just it just tickled my funny bone. You want a thigh? <laughs> you want a chicken wang? <laughs> oh shit. Uh hit it. Staring back at him was what he would later describe as a grotesque oddly colored face even more disturbing the man had a smaller third eye on his forehead damn the officer stated that the the third eye was not a large eye but an eye all the same those are his quote-unquote exact words okay how we know it ain't a bullet hole because the dude was eating chicken he wasn't dead (laughs) he was eating chicken chicken parts escape lobotomy patient that's usually through the nose though it's not through the the forehead I quit messing. Or actually, through the corner I, of the I eye. I quit I messing with your story. I can't help it, man. You, you got to come up with better theory. You better gi- theory. You than got that. me giggling over here, man. I can't help it. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, it wasn't that funny to the officer because he just got scared and hauled ass back to his patrol car to call for backup. <laughs> scared of a big a guy dressed like a big dildo eating raw poultry. I got you. Scared of a. Of I'd a run too, I guess. Starman David Boy looking fool eating chicken parts. <laughs> Yep. Now, when the officers arrived, they found him in hysterics, and he refused to go back to the loading docks. 
But upon arriving at the docks, the man was gone and all the officers found were the remaining mutilated chicken parts. And thus, the legend of the third eye man was born. Sweet. I can't wait to see what else this dude was up to. So the last known official police written sighting or police reported sighting, I should say, was in 1960. So the catacomb section under the USC at that point was a popular hangout for students. Most of the university was connected to these catacombs we mentioned earlier. In early October, the university police received a report from a group of fraternity kids about an encounter in the tunnels. It seems a group of fraternity guys took three pledges to the tunnels for an initiation. After entering the tunnels near the Gambrel Hall basement, they headed west into the tunnels. Rounding the first corner, the group came face to face with what they stated was a crippled looking man dressed all in silver. The students stated... I assume they may. I assume they may cripple because I think he was like hunched over something. Probably uh, the way he was hunched over on the docks eating the chicken. So he, was, so he was a limp silver dildo hiding in a damn tunnel. And <laughs> did he have? Did he have any raw chickens to eat? <laughs> no, he didn't. But but I think at that point he got tired of running into people because the students stated then stated the man charged at them and began swinging wildly at them with a metal pipe. <laughs> One of the ple- <laughs> one of the pledges, Matthew Tabor, was hit and knocked to the ground by the man in silver. And at that point, the group realized this was in fact not a prank, and hightailed it out of there. Matthew only suffered minor leaving the poor guy on the ground. No, they picked him up and took off with him. He only suffered minor cuts and minor shock. I mean, as as oh okay, yeah, as, as minor shock oh, you can cute. have from being attacked by. I I imagine now they say silver suit. They don't say what kind of silver suit, but I imagine it's some sort of a skin tight like spandex type silver suit. So you see like him all his you know his grapes being smuggled, and so <laughs> I just imagine that being rubbed up against you while he's attacking you, and that's that would give me some shock. Uh, that's why it's, I don't know. It's like yeah. state of fear comedy <laughs> hour right now. It's just I don't know why. It's, cracking me up so hard but maybe it's because i've been caged up too long maybe because after midnight so yeah Yeah, that's true so two of the older fat boys went to the police to report what they saw and the police began a manhunt that night (laughs) did you you say frat or did you say fat yeah you said fat no i said frat (laughs) sounds like you said fat i gotta shut the hell up go ahead man unfortunately after searching for hours they came up with nothing But as a precaution, they sealed up most of the entrances to the catacombs and declared them off limits to anyone at any time. And this was the last sighting that the police took seriously. Sightings continued through the 80s and 90s, but most were dismissed by police. Now, to this day, maintenance men who work at the university state they will not go into the tunnels unless absolutely necessary, as it's believed the third eye man still prowls the tunnels looking for its next meal. Wow. I say... Just grab a bucket of Kentucky Fried Chicken, leave it at the <laughs> at the entrance, and you will be just fine, right? That's it, man. Yeah, that's that's crazy, man. So, I I'd go down there. I would too. I would go down there. Damn right, I would. I'd take a pistola, but I'd go down there. I wouldn't take pistola. But, I, I would. Uh, I would take like a bucket of chicken. No, I mean, if you come at you with a lead pipe, yeah, hey, hey, back up, Jack. Actually, you know what? I I would take Popeye's chicken sandwich. <laughs> 
and he would <laughs> he would absolutely love it. <laughs> That's it. Tell him to sell, settle the argument once for all. Take a table down there, bring a chair, get a Chick-fil-A <laughs> sandwich, and get a Popeye sandwich, and sit it down and tell him, taste test, bitch. Tell us which one you like better. Okay. When we... When we go on our State of Fear nationwide tour, we are just doing that. We are we're absolutely doing that. We, when we get to South Carolina, we're going to go find a tunnel entrance. We're going we're literally going to put up a damn table and one of each sandwich, and we're going to wait for him to come out and, and do the ultimate chicken sandwich taste test. Damn absolutely. right. Using the third eye man. That's what I'm talking about. That's right. Third eye man. Settle this once and for all. Which is a better chicken sandwich? That's right. Yeah. Yeah, man, so that's the, that's the uh, tale of the third eye man from South Carolina. So you're telling me this individual managed to prowl tunnels for over 30 years. That's what it said. It said from the 60s into the 90s, Into right? the 90s, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Might have just been a crazy homeless dude, but still, man, that's something So <laughs> I'm still interested to see, you know. But, I mean, if it's only been since the 90s, he hasn't been spotted since. Maybe he passed away. But I guess there'd be a record of that finding a body down there or something. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm kind of hoping that if... If the sightings in the 80s and 90s did include, in fact, a man in a uh, silver suit, that that if it is homeless people, that when when the person with the silver suit dies, another homeless person just takes that suit and just wears it. And so the, the legend continues that way, you know, <laughs> just like <laughs> the suit just persists. I'm about to kick them. It's your turn, Joe. You take the suit. We're like, yeah, oh my God, I, look, I look dumb as hell, but man, this thing is warm as hell. Either that or there's a whole congregation of them down there, and they clock in and out like the coyote and the dog in that sheep guy. Yes. <laughs> yes. They just take turns wearing Morning, a skin-tight Sam. silver suit. That's it. Morning, Ralph. Morning, Sam. That's, that's one of the funniest damn cartoons. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, all right. Well, yep. sorry, folks. We done gone off the rails, man. You know, we don't have any silver suits, but we do have places where you can find us and interact with us. James, where, where can they do that? You can find us, of course, on our social media platforms. We are on all of them: Twitter, we are on Instagram, and we are on Facebook. Uh, you can also find us on Patreon.com. We have three support levels there. If you go check it out, lots of extra content. Got a lot of stuff up there already, and we're gonna now that we're back into it, we're gonna be adding a lot to it. We also have a T Public website if you're interested in some uh, State Affair merchandise. We got a couple of real cool designs up there. Pick out whatever you want. We got some good designs. We'd appreciate the support. Um, you can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts. We do have a YouTube channel. Just look up State Affair podcast. Subscribe and hit this. You know, hit the old notification bell, like they all say. I'm be working on building that up, by the way. Cool. Yeah, check out the YouTube page. A lot of cool things on there. And then, like I said, yeah, go out there. Anywhere you listen, Spotify is one of our big ones, uh, Apple Podcasts, all that. So if you want us, we're out there. And I just want to say, I meant to say this last episode, but I just want to give a big thanks to all the people that listen. Uh, We had a, you know, January is going to be our year, our one year anniversary of when we started State of Fear. And, you know, the uh, the amount of listens and the amount of support that we got uh, in the first year has been fantastic. So I thank you all very much. Uh, we, we love that you guys love listening. We love that you guys are interested in what we're talking about. And uh, we look forward to bringing you more stories in the future. Yes, indeed. We certainly appreciate that support. Love you guys for listening. Thank you for putting up with my ridiculous crap. <laughs> but I mean, that's what just what makes the show go around. It's been fun doing the show with you, brother. And I'm looking to. Looking forward to many more good years doing it. 
Yeah, same to you, man. This has been, and we're not even done with the first season yet. We got Hell a few more no. episodes in the tank. I know. So I, I mean, we, you know, we, we, when we started this, we're like, man, I hope we can get through the first fifty episodes. You know, one per state. You know, we, here we are, forty-one. We still have uh, quite a few states left. So I'm just, I, I know we're gonna have a ton of seasons of this show going on, and I just can't wait to get to find more crazy, crazy stories. Indeed. All right, man. Well, what do you say we? Uh... Climbing the old jalopy and head down the road, brother. All right, I'll get in the back and start pushing. Turn it on. Let's go. <laughs> All right, take care, everybody. Thanks for listening. Happy New Year. All right, guys, we'll see you. Switching to Geico is a good idea, especially when you consider everything. First off, Geico makes it easy to switch. They have licensed agents available 24-7 online or over the phone. But if it's so easy, you might start thinking everything is easy, even big wave surfing. And it's not. It's actually quite difficult. Well, if you switch to Geico, you could save hundreds on car insurance. And you could keep saving by bundling your motorcycle, boat, and RV, plus your home or renter's insurance. But saving money might lead you to make some questionable purchases, like a 20-foot feather boa. And do you know how hard it is to clean a 20-foot feather boa? Well, they do have an industry-leading mobile app you can use to pay your bill, file and manage a claim, or add a new driver. But when life gets a little easier, it makes you too confident. And you start calling everyone ace. And you're better than that. Well, GEICO has a 97% customer satisfaction rating and has been saving people money for 85 years. It's hard to beat that. But you're right. Switch to GEICO. It's obviously a good idea. Hey there, this is Erica Kelly, 
host of Southern Fried True Crime. I cover contemporary and historical cases, and I love listener suggestions. And like any good gossip, I'm interested in anyone and anything. Come join me as I explore the dark underbelly of the Deep South. I'm a one-woman show in a narrative format, kind of like sitting by the fire and listening to a story. So pull up a chair and subscribe if you're interested. I'd love to have you. You can find me on any of your favorite podcast apps. Just search for Southern Fried True Crime. Until then, y'all take care.